Are you a college student looking for extra guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you need to spice up your resume, find the best way to answer difficult interview questions, or you just want to be in the right mindset for determining your career path. My best-selling career ebook guide is now available on the official podcast website at whatfulfillsyou.com where you can also find the recent merchandise drop of the What Fulfills You Daily Signature Notebook, which is my go-to vegan leather notebook for writing down gratitude, priorities, meeting notes, and so much more. You can find all of this on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth and I am your host. If you hear a little noise in the background, it is probably my pasta that is boiling on the stove right now. It is 9.30 p.m. and I'm recording this the night before, or this intro at least, the night before this episode is coming out and I haven't eaten dinner yet. So that is where I'm at. And if you can't tell by the title, yes, I'm going to be talking about comparison on Instagram. And I felt the urge to chat about this topic because over the past couple of months, I've been thinking about, well, not only how I've utilized comparison, how it's pushed me to want to be more toned and fit and want to be more of someone that I want to be. And... I realized that I think the issue with a lot of us today is that we tend to frame or perceive, you know, when we're comparing to someone else on social media, we tend to compare it in a negative way. And we go, oh, we're never going to get there. or Oh, like it's going to take so long to get that body. And that might be the issue itself. Like sometimes it's actually being like, damn, how do I get that physique? How can I actually break it down into today through the next 90 days? What can I do to inch towards that? And the common issue, in my opinion, is that most people are thinking, damn, how do I get from A to Z? Yeah, that's going to take a while. That's going to maybe take five years. So, you know, fuck that. I'm not going to do it or fuck that. I'm feeling bad about myself. Let me unfollow this person. And, you know, I think those are great reasons. Like, I think... We still need to do that for our mental health. However, there comes a point where you will want to master that reaction. You're going to want to be able to be like, well, shit, you know, life is a little bit competitive, whether you like it or not. When you're going in for a job interview or you're in the dating world or you're applying for college, life is quite frankly competitive. And it's not to say you got to compete with other women. But it is to say like it's time to compete with yourself and maybe use the success or the process or milestones of other people who you admire and maybe instead of feeling bad about yourself because you're not there yet and it's going to take another three to five years, maybe it's time to be like, well, shit, let's just make today day one. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This was my honest and raw thoughts. And with that being said, 
We'll dive into it. So I'm going to dive into pretty much three reasons as to why I actually think we can use comparison in a positive way and how I've been able to do it. And I say this and bring this up on this episode because I recognize that a lot of us on social media talk about not comparing and especially when it comes to people's journeys like not comparing our beginning to someone else's middle and all of that and trust me I do agree with it however because I recognize that comparison is inevitable and that we are going to see what other people are up to whether we like it or not and no matter how much we try to avoid seeing what other people are doing and you know how well or bad they are doing I have worked on reframing how I think of it instead because avoiding it the whole idea of comparison is quite frankly I think more impossible versus reframing the way I perceive comparison. So I want to share my mindset on this and for me I will say like a great example on how it has positively affected me is in the physique and fitness realm because me seeing other people do certain things and look a certain way has been very motivating to me but not just in a motivating way, but rather in a way where I can almost measure by milestones and see progress in it. So speaking of that, I will dive into my first point in regards to comparison, which is I look at what they are doing and see what they are doing that I could also implement into my own life. So again, I use this as an example when it comes to comparing my physique to another female on Instagram. I know people edit photos, people do all of that. I get it. I really, really do. However, for example, like I would say my body, especially after being a competitive athlete and where I used to be, you know, a lot more skinny and toned um, as a figure skater and, you know, I could run a couple miles and just not be tired, all of that. And so obviously it was something I wanted to work on and really be able to set a new goal for my adult life or my young adult life. Again, I'm not going to ever be able to be the same at that age when I was 16, 17, and 18, but I also did recognize that I wanted to improve my figure. And this definitely goes back to, I want to say, um, probably around last February, so February 2020, and this goes to show you that this was obviously a work in progress. But I do think about how I looked at other women when I was scrolling on Instagram and instead of being insecure that I didn't have a figure like that, I asked myself, okay, what is their routine and what are they doing differently than me? Because I think that's the issue that a lot of us face is that our first instinct is to be jealous and to feel bad about ourselves and we get into that comparison mode, whereas I have been able to reframe it where I'm asking myself, okay, you know, is it the way they're eating? Is it, um, you know, the types of workouts they're doing? And is it something that I could implement and test out myself over a four to six week period? And of course, just taking the initiative to do that is very difficult, but that does come down to how badly you want something, right? So If you say you want something, but you just continue to choose to feel bad for yourself or you continue to get jealous of other people, then truth be told, that is something that you 
need to work on like that's on you right and something that Brene Brown says a lot too um, I'm gonna butcher this but it's really revolving around the fact that you cannot really have sustainable growth or sustainable improvement unless it comes from deep self-awareness of essentially what you need to work on right so when it came to my figure and my physique I acknowledged that I just wasn't as fit and toned it wasn't about being overweight or being fat or not skinny or anything like that I just didn't feel like I I looked and felt my best you know and um, I'm very aware like when it comes to weight some people will weigh the same um, but just are more toned in a certain way and they've you know shredded all their fat that kind of thing so for me it wasn't about the weight although I will admit I've you know lost probably six or seven pounds like since then and that wasn't really necessarily a major goal of mine but I did want to look and feel better in essence which I bring up today because I personally feel very great about where I am within my figure but obviously you can see it took a while Um, but going back to the comparison aspect when I look at you know fellow fitness gurus or look at like you know even models for example um, like I said like I look at their own habits and with models for example that is something they do for a living right so I take that into consideration as well but then I backtrack a little bit I'm like okay what are some things that I can implement like them right like I'm obviously not doing this for my career but like maybe I need to swap out the you know type of breakfast I'm eating right or maybe I need to add more greens or maybe I need to maybe implement more juices or again whatever that they're doing that I can implement a little bit of, that I can also get a little bit of the same result, right? So again, I'm not gonna go for the same exact result of someone that, you know, does modeling for a living and they have to look and feel good every freaking day, but I am taking like 10 or 20% of their own habits and putting it into mine, if that makes sense. So again, speaking on the physique aspect, if it's something I want, then I personally would like implement a milestone and certain goals that I can work towards and certain habits that I can change around. Like for me, I think I started to notice a huge difference once I was able to get back in the gym for all of the pandemic and most of us as well. I could only really go on long walks outside or, you know, do something working, um, working out from home. But the working out from home thing wasn't really my forte. Like, you know, I had some weights and all that, but I just was not a fan of doing everything inside my house. Like getting outside was very important to me for, you know, the mental sake and the physical sake. So I would go on long walks, but guess what? Doing that all the time was getting redundant for my body, right? Like going on a four mile hike wasn't that effective anymore in terms of changing my body. So um, once gyms opened up again, Uh, I think this was around like end of February in 2021. That's when I started going to the gym all the time. I was on the elliptical 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day. I was doing weights every day, whether that was like my upper body, my glutes, all of that. And that's when I started to see like a major change. I was also implementing like a certain way of eating. Like I was just eating more clean. So I'm definitely not restricting myself of, of anything, but I became more mindful like let's add in a juice this morning or let's add in some more water or let's add in maybe grain free like tortillas whatever that could be so again to kind of round up this first point 
instead of getting insecure about how someone else looks or how someone else is doing, look at what they have done and see if you could implement a little bit of what they've done in their habits in order to get to their point so that you could build up to that as well. And when it comes to getting like a final result, you got to keep in mind everything is a work in progress. So I acknowledge that I wanted to have a change in my figure around, you know, last February, last March. And then um, over time, I've been working on it mindfully, right? But you have to be realistic with the goals as well. So if it is something related to your physique or maybe something in the career aspect, you should set out like small milestones, whether that's like in one week and one month and three months and then six months and then kind of see your progress from there. And I think that's the best way to kind of keep yourself in check without comparing your beginning to their middle or to their end. Another way I go about this comparison aspect is this simple mindset is realizing that if they can do it, that I can do it as well. I say this because I refuse to limit my beliefs in assuming that I'm not capable of achieving or doing the same things others are doing, especially because we are in different positions or we came from different backgrounds. In my mind, I've always told myself that we are all humans and I know that our mind is the most powerful asset in that what we tell ourselves we can do, we will do. And this is an extreme example and I know a lot of people kind of disagree with me on this, but a great example would be like celebrities or Kylie Jenner, for example, right? Everyone will always say, well, she came from that family, she had all of this, And trust me, I am fully aware, right? Like she had a leg up because just that's the environment she was born in. But we are all born in different environments. And what Kylie did is she obviously took up the opportunity in that environment. It's not like Kendall came out with her own, you know, makeup line and all that. Like Kylie, in fact, kind of developed later than Kendall in that aspect, right? Kendall was getting all the attention for modeling and, you know, climbing the ladder in that aspect. And of course, all of them have done well in their careers. But I find that by saying someone else is is going to be able to do something and, you know, especially because if they're a celebrity like Kylie and that you can't do that because you weren't born into her situation, I find that a very limiting belief and I refuse to tell myself that I'm not capable of doing something because I am not a celebrity or I wasn't born this way and I wasn't born that way. And I know, you know, again, I've heard people disagree with me on this, but I say this with a very strong open mind as well because I came from an immigrant background. My parents are immigrants and I'm a second generation Asian American female in particular um, my parents are from Vietnam so I just think that's been a belief in my own upbringing and that goes with like figure skating and tennis my competitive background in that so when it comes to comparing on Instagram trying to remove the jealousy aspect or trying to remove the insecurity I look at what other people are doing and I go ah see like she's your age and she's been able to do it like why not you too you know what I mean like that's a question I always ask myself is like why not me like if them why not me and I do think a lot of women especially young women in their 20s tend to just already put the barrier up saying like 
oh, like that's just not going to be me or like how the hell am I going to do that at the age of 23, right? But that in itself is already what is making you not being able to do it. And then that's where people go in the rabbit hole of, oh, you don't need to compare to her. You don't need to compare to her. But it's funny because going off on a tangent, um, people often ask me like, how did I think of some of the business ideas I've thought of? And being fully transparent on this one, and this is like extreme openness here. My marketing agency, Lost Hatton, or my branding strategy agency, whatever you want to call it, that was inspired off of like a couple reasons. It was after my interview with a fellow agency founder. Her name is Emily Hess. I think this interview came out back in like December 2020. And she talked about, you know, she's from my small town as well. And she talked about how she started her branding agency and how she got into that. And that was, again, a question I said to myself. I was like, well, fuck, if she can do it, why not me too, right? And especially because I'm already in the industry. I've been doing it as a freelancer and I've done it as an intern and a part-time employee when I worked uh, at another digital marketing agency in college. So I knew a lot about how to do certain things, right? And then, of course, over time, I was able to prove it when I delivered results for my clients and that gave me more confidence. But funny enough, the second reason why I was inspired to start this was because at the time I was kind of talking to a guy um, who is, you know, relatively older and he had at the time bought a house in Austin, Texas in full cash. And he had to buy in full cash because he is not like a U.S. citizen. He's from Europe. And... I tell my friends this and they thought this was hilarious because this is again not a first instinct but I remember thinking to myself and obviously a little ahead of myself I was like okay if you were to ever like end up with someone um, you know married or whatever like how are you going to meet halfway financially or like at least bring some game to the table because these people are already buying houses you know in fucking full cash like I don't have like six figures in cash laying around right Um, and again, I didn't really let that discourage me though. That's actually part of what made me go, okay, um, how can I bring in more income into my life? And that's a mindset that my very good friend, Mike Yu says as well. When he bought his Tesla, um, this was last August, he had told me instead, he wasn't thinking about saving because he hadn't saved up. The moment he realized he actually needed and wanted to buy a Tesla of that nature, he started thinking, okay, how can I increase my revenue? How can I increase my income? How can I bring in more money? And I find that a very unique perspective. And ever since then, I've implemented it into my own life. Like, I think people in salary positions, and again, I used to be in one, and I couldn't agree more with this mindset, but we have a tendency to be like, okay, we're going to save this percentage of our salary after tax, right? And then we're going to put this away for spending and put this away. And I still do that in essence um, as, you know, someone that doesn't work in nine to five, but I don't like, I don't hold on to that money as if it's scarce anymore. And I do agree that that can happen when you work in a job of that nature. But um, pretty much, yeah, like I felt very inspired when I was, you know, talking to someone that had the financial capability to do that. And instead of thinking like, wow, you're so ahead of me, which again, in age he was, but I didn't let that limit myself or make me feel bad. I instead was like, well, 
what can you do to get towards it? And um, it's funny, like some of my closest friends who knew about this guy for a while, they told me like, you should like tell him one day that, you know, some of his own actions in his life like inspired you to start some things that really put you in a different financial level. And it is true. Like, I think without seeing him do that and me thinking, wow, I could do that myself too, right? Again, he has a different career that like really progressed him well financially but I didn't let that limit my thinking into oh man like he's you know at that age and he's already in that career field like you're just way too behind like you know you still have time like of course I still have time and I'm not rushing into you know my career or like the financial aspect but I really started to ask myself well what can you do differently what is something that you're already good at that you could implement into your life that you can create some residual income off of or potentially just replace your salary or double or triple your salary from your sales job, which at the time I was working at my nine to five still. So um, that was a very long-winded explanation, but ultimately you should always be asking yourself, if they can do it, why can't I do it as well? The last tip I have on this topic is to simply create challenging but realistic milestones and goals. So I kind of mentioned this earlier in the first one, but this just, I think, really rounds it out when it comes to what you're comparing yourself to is like, again, when you're looking at where someone else is, see like how long it took them to get there and kind of take a guess on as to like, okay, how close would you be um, on that level with that person in the next three months, right? And like, what can you set as a goal? My best advice is to definitely set challenging goals, like I mentioned, but make it realistic as well. So, you know, let's just say your goal is to, you know, hit a seven. Actually, let's push that to an eight then, you know, like if you think that you can reach a seven, then push up the level one more. And maybe I have this mindset because I was a former competitive figure skater and athlete and was naturally a little bit more hard on myself, but... I do think that everyone can apply this and this is actually an aspect of self-love as or self-acceptance as Brene Brown has mentioned in her own topics and, and her talks and her writing. But, you know, when you acknowledge where you are, right, that's self-awareness. And then when you start to consider, okay, what areas do I want and need to improve on, right? I mean, it's of course always good to look at what you need to improve on, but what else like do you want? right so for me again over the past year it was a lot about like my physique do I like look my best right and I do set pretty tight time frame so I set like a three month time frame a six month time frame and or a nine month time frame um, and I do advise on setting short time frames and this is something I learned from four hour work week by Tim Ferriss regarding Parkinson's law in that if you give yourself too much time to accomplish a goal or accomplish a task you will be less laser focused on the task so When it comes to like a physique, I mean, I think that's something you do have to give yourself at least three months to see progress on. But I would say like a way to track your progress is like, okay, if if you set a goal to be in the gym three times a week with the ideal hitting of four times a week, 
Can you track your progress for two weeks and three weeks to see are you hitting those four days a week, right? And what are you doing in those workouts? That kind of thing. And that's like, again, applying to same thing, whether it's anything relating to your mindset, personal development, are you reading every day for 15 minutes, right? Um, that's a great way to just track your progress and track to see are you on track towards your goal or whatever, you know, vision that you have for yourself. And I think the reason why we get off track is because we set such a long-term goal. And I think it should be more about like anything related to long-term, it should be more about like a vision, right? So for me, instead of putting like my goals for where I want to be when I'm 25, I just write out like at the age of 25, Emily is blah, 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 and blah. Like I literally just write out like a description of who Emily is versus like, oh, she's making this much money and she's living in this apartment and all of that. Like, I think it's great to be, you know, distinctive in where you want to be, but describing the person gives you a better vision. And I think it's also easier to work backwards from that versus making it too concise. However, alternatively, when it comes to a short-term goal, like one month, in two to three months, then that's where you want it to be something you can measure more precisely. And again, this is just from my experience, what I have been doing at this age. I think it works differently when you're at different chapters in life, but this is pretty much what I've done in my early and mid-20s today. And I, again, ultimately like to look at what other people are doing, but remind myself that that is the exact reason why everything you want to do is not impossible because someone else is doing it and others have done it. So use that to push yourself that yes, you are human and no, you're not perfect. But for that reason, because we are all human, we are actually all equal and it's only in your mind. It's only your mind that is going to tell yourself you can't do it. So that power really lays in your hands and you get to decide how you manage that. That was all for today's little episode on What Fulfills You podcast. I hope you enjoyed this quick mindset type of episode. And if you did, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I tell you guys every week, but really it means so much to me. I will take notice. And even if you want to give me some critical feedback, I do appreciate those. So feel free to DM me either on my personal Instagram or the podcast Instagram. All of that is linked in the show notes. Before you head out, be sure to also check out the podcast merchandise. It's on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. I'm doing a little special thank you for you all with a 15% off your purchase the code is thank you 15 everything again is in the show notes or you can just head to the podcast instagram for more info thank you again everyone for tuning in this week i will chat with y'all next time